Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Hello, hi there, hello, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's listen to that band for a moment, warm us up, huh? That was Phaedra D and the Delicious Divas. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm making it up as I go along, guys. I, I, I am. Well, not all the time as I go along, but there's a really usual chance that I'm going to make something up as I'm recording that particular name. No, I had to put some thought into it. Uh, Phaedra D made a comment or uh, responded to something on the Facebook page and... I don't remember when, it was a little while ago, but when uh, she did, I said, I got to use you as the band name. And since I'm constantly trying to think of band names, if you haven't figured that one out yet, (laughs) uh, I had to, I, I put it in the list where it came next, which happens to be this particular episode. And it's probably been about, I don't know, eight or ten since I did it, because I'm trying to stay ahead on my game, make everything easy when I do get the mic rolling. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I am Sabrina Miller, the hostess with the mostess, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I do it all. It's my show. So, uh, you know, it's me. I, I don't know how to label myself. Producer, I guess. I don't know. Host, producer, hostess, producer. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, here we are. Episode 32. I, it, I, I know I, I say this almost every episode, but it just tickles my heart. And that little piece inside you that makes you happy every time the episode jumps up. And as I sit here saying this right now, I wonder when that'll change. Of course, I'm sure you will notice because you're here for the ride as well. <laughs> So again, thank you, Phaedra D and the Delicious Divas. You were awesome, as always. They get better every week, that band. I I, I know they do. Okay, before we get into the main thing here, let's talk a little bit about last week's episode like we do. Uh, A little confidence goes a long way is the title of that episode. And during the editing process, I realized that I actually left out uh, what to do when uh, when anxiety hits. I mean, for myself or, or as my suggestion to you. And first, if it's a huge one, if it's crippling, if, it's, if you can't, like, go outside, you know, if you can't uh, get totally undressed or whatever your, your thing is, find a therapist. That's going to be key, okay? All right, so aside from that, I'm talking about the little bit of anxiety that everybody gets every once in a while. Oh, I don't know, something, well, you know, if you ever go on a first date or a blind date maybe and you got that little anxious little, ooh, I don't know, I don't know, this is our first time, (laughs) that kind of anxiety, It, it can be good and bad, you know? I mean, sometimes when you're meeting somebody for the first time, knowing it's a date, you're like, uh, okay, is everything perfect about my person for this particular evening, day, adventure, whatever, you know? Uh, is the hair right? Is the clothing right? And this goes for gents and ladies, okay? Not just ladies, you know, as as most of my stuff is geared towards the feminine side of life. I, I, I want to point out at times that I don't just mean feminine at this time. I mean everybody. Everybody's got a game. And when you go on a first date, you got to have your game on. Anyway, that anxiety that hits in the prep time, you know, and the putting things together and making sure that it's going to be a good first date, right? Okay. 
I'm talking about those little bits of anxiety. Now, a first date thing most people can deal with. Most people can. And if you can't, usually I see double dates be first dates. You know, like friends go with friends on a double on a first date to make it a double date just so everybody has a good time and there's no weird silence, you know, and also so friends can check out the date. But I digress. Wow. Anyway, that anxiety, if it's if it's huge, like I said, seek therapy that that's going to help. If it's just the everyday kind of things, you know, that get to you once in a while, for me and many people I know, they reach out to friends. And friends can be anybody. Friends can be your spouse. Friends can be your children. Friends can be aunts, uncles, family of all other natures. Friends can be friends, you know. You know these people, and they are your friends. Yeah? So reach out. Say, hey, and be up, be up front about it. Don't be embarrassed about it. Everybody's got it. Say, hey, I'm having a day. I'm having something. I need to be talked down. I need to be cheered up. I need a hug. Fill in the blank there. You know what I'm talking about. But specifically anxiety, talk it out usually. You know, okay, so this is happening, and then this is happening, and I'm feeling this. Usually getting it out to a friend where they're, where they're listening and they're engaged with you. And I, and I don't mean like a Facebook post, because that's engaging your friends as well. No, I mean texting a person or messaging directly a person. So they're going to see it maybe sooner than later average on a, than a Facebook post. Okay, on average. The average person. I know people live on Facebook, and it's cool. Every once in a while, I kind of do. But most of the time, I, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Moving forward... Try to communicate with that person directly as possible. A phone call is probably going to be your best because of voice connection, you know, vocal intonations and things like that. I get it that text messaging might be the thing to do because of your location or what you need to say or their access to it. You know, I get it, right? Maybe you don't even have their number. Maybe it's just somebody you know through Facebook. Okay? Right, right. Okay, well, Facebook Little Messenger allows let you make calls now. But that's another topic. Anyhow, the friend will help. And if they don't, well, maybe they're not a friend, okay? And maybe they're just a friend that is not for that type of thing. I get that. But the friend that is going to be there for you, they're going to help you through it. They're going to help you get through that moment. Another thing, just breathe. Get oxygen into your body. Do something physical, like take a walk. And when I say take a walk, I mean just if you're trapped at work and you have an anxiety attack, walk Oh, to the bathroom, back and forth, and maybe walk, pace in the bathroom. Just something to get the, the circulation, circulation, <laughs> circulation moving and oxygen getting to your body. That's going to help a lot, especially to the brain, because that's where you're trying to calm down. Uh, also, you know, maybe double check your, uh, your food intake. Has it been too long since you've had something to eat? Have you not eaten enough today? Have you not eaten the proper thing? You know, maybe you need protein instead of carbs or, 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 or vegetables or something. You know, it just balance yourself, right? And maybe that's it. So do a check on that. Also, during last week's episode, uh, during, specifically during the listener feedback section, I, I used uh, Jasmine D's letter. And if, I realized I left out the fact that if you want to get in touch with her, message the show and I'll forward it along. Of course. And since last week's episode posted and my recording of this today, Jasmine has gotten back to me because she had a chance to hear the episode. And she loved it. Well, I shouldn't say loved it. She liked it and complimented me a lot. So, Jasmine, thank you. You also mentioned that you would probably listen to future episodes, which is a yay for me. Another new listener. Welcome, welcome. Actually, now you would be a returning listener. (laughs) Anyhow... Uh, Again, Jasmine, thank you so much for allowing me to read that. And I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. Now, last week's episode, like all past episodes, can be found at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. And we have everything you're going to need about a podcast there. You got the RSS link, if that's your thing. We have the iTunes link, if that's your thing. We have Stitcher, if that's your thing. And if it's not, check these other things out. (laughs) Maybe it'll work for you if if how you're listening right now doesn't. We also have our Amazon affiliate link. Click on that. It opens a new window. You log into Amazon with your own stuff. And you purchase stuff on Amazon like you normally would. 
prices do not change, and I get a little kickback. Yay! So it's a win-win. You get your stuff, I get a kickback, we're happy. Also, if you're so inclined, there's a PayPal donate button. Feel free to use, well, both PayPal and Amazon, but feel free to use them. That's why they're there. Helps out the show. Also, a quick thing about iTunes and Stitcher. If one of those is the way that you listen on iTunes, if you could take, I don't know, two minutes or less, give us a review and a rating. That helps the show grow. Same thing on Stitcher, except on Stitcher, you can you know share the show by a tweet. You can Facebook the show. You can write a comment that may or may not show up on Facebook. I- I've had it both ways. I don't know. <laughs> but also, more importantly, there's a little thumbs up during the uh, episode interface. Click that. That helps. To email me, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. You'll hear that later in the show, too. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't do a lot, but you can. It's at SabrinaMiller41. And with that, Phaedra D and the Delicious Divas, why don't you move us along to the next segment? Yay, here we are, main topic. All right, uh, accepting trans womanhood is what I titled this. And this this was one of the ones I threw down on the list when I said, oh, here's an idea to talk about on an episode. And I threw it near the bottom because I knew I wanted to experience, well, be out longer compared to when I had thought of it and wrote it down. But also I wanted to be a little further along in my episodes. So I would have a, a better groove down, you might say which I've talked about in previous episodes, but anyway. And so here we are. It's come up on the list. Now, I realized I haven't thanked brand new listeners, so this is as good a time as any to say that. Thank you, new listener. If this is your first episode, thank you for choosing it. Enjoy it on this crazy sleigh ride journey of my transition through a form of podcast recorded in stream of consciousness. (laughs) That was a mouthful. (laughs) If you're a returning listener, welcome back to the madness. Thank you for being here again. I welcome you with so many open arms. No, I'm not like an octopus, just multiple hugs. Anyway, I realized recently uh, in my day-to-day life, which consists of taking care of my son, a -a two-and-a-half-year-old, and we go to the park, and we have play dates, and we got to run to the store for groceries, got to run to the drugstore for prescriptions, and, and, and... you know, other accoutrement, toothpaste, such like that. The normal stuff that everybody buys, right? Okay. And, well, being that he's in my care, he comes with. And he, overall, is wonderful sitting in the cart and chewing on a little munchie or carrot or cucumber or apple. And is is is, is wonderful for a two-and-a-half-year-old sitting in the cart. It's good. And and I was I was in... I, I specifically, I was in two different locations at two different times. One is our, I don't want to say our local drugstore, but the closest drugstore to where we live. So it just makes sense to go there frequently. Okay. Not that I don't go anywhere else, but you know, okay. And the other location is to the closest mall where they have a little child's play area. Because when the weather's inclement, it's nice to go indoors. Anyhow, uh, at two different days, we went to these locations, and we've been a few times, probably more to the drugstore than the uh, mall, but whatever. That's life. Anyhow, this particular time, we're at the mall, and we're enjoying it, having a blast. I'm, I'm sitting off to the side watching him taking, and then taking pictures of him. He's running around, having a grand time. So, you know, fun was had by all. And I love to people watch, so I'm watching all the other parents and things, you know, watching their kids and taking care of their kids, or <laughs> not taking care of their kids. And so I was sitting there, and I, I was wearing, I think, I can't remember if it was a skirt or jeans, but I had just a you know, t-shirt on because it was, it was a warm day. That's why we were at the mall. <laughs> it was warm, too warm to play outside at the parks around town, so we went to the mall. And... And, I, and I'm drawing a blank. It was either jeans or a skirt, long skirt, you know, like, a, like an ankle skirt. So I'm sitting there and watching. And these eh, three, but one was the leader, older kids. Now, there's a height re- requirement, you know, for people under this height, come and join us. People over this height, stay out, okay? 
uh, also in this area, you take your shoes off, socks or bare feet. And I didn't want Drew running around on this dirty carpet with, uh, with bare feet, so he's running around in socks. And I'm watching him, and he's just, it's awesome. And so these three older kids are starting to play around too. First, I notice, one, their height. And I'm like, oh, you're too big. Where is your parent? Then I notice that they're, they have their shoes on. And then I notice that they're literally jumping over and around the younger kids, even younger than my son little older and a little younger than my son and so i'm like wait a minute hold on and it was at this point that i said this because the leader of the pack was about to jump from one little climbing thing that you can climb on and then slide down okay you know it's a kid's toy generic right jumping from one of those to another now mind you the spread was probably two no more than three oh no three no more than four feet so it's it's not a long jump. I'm not too worried about him not making it. I'm more worried about him bumping into somebody smaller than him. So as I'm watching him, and it comes to this moment in time, and I haven't, I think I've seen him cross a parent or not. It's hard. He's talking to somebody over the fence, you know, the fenced-in area. So I'm like, hmm, all right, whatever. He's about to make this jump, and I jump up and stand in front of him, and I'm like, are you about to jump that? He's like, yeah. You say, okay, no. Number one, you are far too tall to be in here. Number two, you have your shoes on and the rules, and as I point to the displayed rules that say, please take your shoes off, says, no shoes. And, and no, you're not going to jump on this thing because there are kids running around and climbing on it. And then he just goes, and ran away. Now, what was awesome about that is, not at one moment, at any given time, was my gender ever questioned. Now, I wasn't made up. I had maybe some, uh, well, my nails were colored uh, lavender, I think, lavender purple, because I, I love lavender and purple, but that's just me right now. And uh, I probably had tennis shoes on because I was running around after Drew. And so I'm guessing I probably had jeans, confirming that I probably had jeans on versus a skirt. Because we went there also recently when I did wear a skirt. That's why the time is confusing. And so, uh, and then like I said, I don't know, some, some t-shirt that I have. Because uh, that's my thing. It's jeans and a t-shirt, girl. And so no, at no point was my gender ever questioned. He didn't run to his mom or dad or, told me what. No, he knew he was wrong. And he, in his mind, was told off by a mother. And he knows you don't mess with a mother. Everybody knows that. And so that, to me, was the mo- one of the most empowering confirmation moments of my gender identity and choice to transition that I have felt, uh, I don't want to say any, ever, but probably in a long time. It's one of those stepping stone things. And it was, it was good. It was good. And so they went away and did their thing, and I think eventually they left, but they didn't go continue climbing and, and jumping. And I did see them take their shoes off. Now, either on the same day, which I believe it was, because we stayed a little longer, or one of the other times I was at the mall, he and I are there, he's playing around, having a great time, and someone comes up, sits down with her daughter or granddaughter, and takes off her shoes, and, you know, and she's even younger, the granddaughter's even young, or the daughter is even, the little girl that was there, <laughs> was even younger than my son, and so she, she's, you know, uh, probably been walking a little bit of time, but still figuring things out, okay. And she sat down next to me, and I looked at her, and she, she, she greeted me with a big smile and said, Hi, how are you? And I went, Oh, I'm fine. How are you? She said, Oh, I'm good. And then she continued taking off the shoes and jacket or whatever was happening. And then she, the little girl went on, and then as the little girl went on, she moved over to be closer to the little girl. What parent or grandparent wouldn't? Especially to a child that young. And... At this point, it gave me a better opportunity to watch her than sitting next to her, because you don't want to keep turning your neck, right? And wonder why her greeting to me was so friendly. And as I was sitting there, watching her, and then, you know, keeping an eye on my son as well, I realized, she is one of the clerks at the drugstore I go to. That's why it was so friendly. So, 
it was it was just nice to you know have a moment of empowering mom moment among oh, over another child and i'm not saying anything against dad's dad out there listeners which would be probably my f to m listeners dad's out there not taking anything away from you but it's different it's very different and you probably know that as as uh as well i shouldn't say you probably know that but I, you probably have a good idea all my f to m friends um trans men friends I'm sure you have a better idea and a better way to put it into words than 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 I could certainly, but it's it's it was a wonderful I don't know the moment lasted for probably about seven seconds with the kid and then I digested and glowed for another I don't know ten minutes fifteen minutes maybe so it was a nice quarter of the hour and then later to have the clerk from uh, the drugstore recognize me however she recognizes me whether it was from the handful of times i went in in boy mode over the last year and change or if she just notices me as a customer with my kid because i go in there with him a lot so it was just it was a good afternoon all over the place so i said that because that that moment there which just has happened in the last couple of weeks has really helped me accept my trans womanhood and it was it was it's a process it was it started with coming out to myself and then the family and friends and then publicly but it's really grown since i've come out publicly all these little things that happen like that it helps it's awesome uh now from others other trans specifically women but trans people that i've observed i realize that being a woman is hard some trans women don't seem to understand how hard, quote-unquote, it is to be a woman. Now, when I say that, I mean take a look at the struggle of women over the last 200 years in America alone. Look at the struggles that women face in other countries. Look how advertisements geared to women make us women feel insecure about specifically our femininity. Is our hair color good? Is our makeup correct? Is our clothing correct? Do we look this? What does this mean? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, they're just advertisements. You got makeup, you got clothing, you've got shoes, you've got dating sites, you've got porn sites and porn stars. And when I'm saying that, I mean specifically trans women porn stars, adult stars, right? That's what everybody knows about trans women. So not only do we have all these normal feminine things, we also have this, over, this other thing to overcome. We, not we individually, we as a culture, a society, a community of the trans, specifically women, but trans men too. And only recently in our history, 30-ish years, has feminine equality really moved forward. Yes, it's been moving forward a long time, but I'm talking about leaps and bounds. And I don't want to get into the people, the, the feminist people that are, you know, against the trans women. They're, they are their own group. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just everyone accepting trans women and trans womanhood, male, female alike. It's moving forward. And I think in that movement, yes, there is a little trans woman movement and a trans man movement in, in their own way, but specifically trans women. Give us time. We'll have our own uh, history to look back on as far as how far trans women have come in history. We're at the beginning of it. You know, 200 years ago or 100 years ago when the suffragettes were doing their thing, they didn't know what was going to be happening now. 100 years from now, 200 years, well, I hope not that long, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, they'll be able to look back and say, look at the trans women back in the early 2000s. That's us. Now there's the thought and concept of below the belt. Many trans women specifically that I've come across and read about have a huge dysphoria regarding the genitalia they were born with. And I get it. We all have our things, our little dysphoria triggers, and for some it's that. Uh, I'm not one of those. I, I just, I, I never have been. Uh, there, there have been moments... 
but fleeting thoughts, you know, it, everybody has them. So part of my coming to terms with my trans womanhood or being a trans woman, being transgender is the fact that I am one of those women with a penis. It, it, we're out there. We don't really publicize it unless you're an adult star, but that's us. And it's, it's its own thing. You know, we can be ridiculed, we can be mocked, we can be made fun of, we can be said we're not total trans because of, of whatever, you know, it is what it is. And for some, it is what it is because they can't afford. For some, the, the surgery, I mean, for some, it's the fact that they can't due to their health. For others, they can't, they just don't want it. They don't want that ev- invasive surgery. So there's many reasons why there are many women with penises, but I know that's changing. Insurance is starting to really do their best with GRS or whatever you want to call it, SRS or confirmation surgery or so many titles for the same thing. Anyhow, once I got over that thought that I am that, I was able to accept my deepest, darkest secrets that I had had and were hiding my entire life. So it's a process. It's a process. Now, I know some people just absolutely hate their bodies. You know, the people that want to go for SRS, the people that need or excuse me, that want a facial feminization surgery, the people that going into transition know that their first thing they're going to do is get a boob job. You know, those people. I just want to say to those people, before you do anything that you cannot stop or that is, you know, you're going to life is going to change no matter what you do going forward, such as any sort of surgery like that, think. Make sure to think before you make any permanent changes to your body. It's not like a piercing where you can remove it and you'll have a little tiny scar. And depending on a tattoo... You know, it's, it's, it's a little similar to a tattoo in that it's permanent and the process to reverse it is long and costly. So just make sure you're ready to do what you need to do. Now, yes, you always want to make sure that you think long and hard before making any permanent changes. And that can be for anything, not just gender-related things. That's anything. But let me put this out to you. If you're, and and specifically trans women, because that's what I can talk about. If you're, you know, in your first two years of uh, of transition, and when I say two years of transition, everybody's got a little different thing. I mean, from the time you start living full time, you know, or or really start HRT, you know, that whatever that personally means for you. But specifically, living full time for a good period of time, where you've gone through the daily things of being a woman. For a good period of time, six months, a year, two years, yeah. And if it's that long a time, two years or more, and you still do not like what you see, what you feel about yourself or or anything like that, stop and think that maybe transition is not for you and maybe you're more towards the gender fluid or, or asexual or whatever term you want to use in that realm. Maybe transition, full transition, isn't the key. Stop and think about that. Now, if you think that getting things will make you happy, such as feminine facial surgery, breast augmentation, gender confirmation surgery, things like that, if you think that getting those things will make you feel better about yourself or or whatever it is, I I urge you to go to therapy (laughs) because that's not going to be the key. It's the same thing as, oh, I wish I was rich because then I'd be able to have all this and I would have no problems. Well, guess what? The rich people got fucking problems too. So money is not the answer in that scenario. And so what I'm saying is maybe surgeries isn't the answer for you. Just make sure you're ready on all accounts. little something more on if you think you'll be happy once you have something. That's kind of known as chasing the dragon. In drug culture, you're trying to chase that first high, and it's not going to be there. Uh, and if you think you're going to be happier once everything is done compared to not being happy now, 
rethink yourself. Make sure you're not fooling yourself. Make sure you're not chasing the dragon. And really, the key, I think, is trying to find happiness before those things happen. Because if you're happy before and you get something, such as a breast augmentation or feminine surgery, facial surgery or something like that, uh, something that's a little more outwardly noticed, that's my point. Yeah, you might find more happiness in that because of how people react to you. I get it. I get it. Everybody's different. Everybody's got a specific scenario. But still, try to be happy with yourself before you do anything. The surgeries aren't always the things that are going to make it better. It's not going to always make it easier. And it's not going to, you know, solve all the problems. So stop and think about that if that is part of your journey. If it's not part of your journey, thank you for staying and listening. And I'm not saying that surgeries won't solve certain problems. Absolutely, of course, that's, that's why they're there. These, I'm going to lump some of them into corrective surgeries uh, because that's the way I see them, you know, breast augmentation, uh, gender confirmation, gender reassignment, uh, and uh, facial feminization. Uh, and yeah, of course, they, they, there is going to be some happiness in getting it done. Uh, I, I understand that. But, you know, when the honeymoon's over six months later is the point of life I'm talking about. Um, point in case, I, I know of a couple women uh, that, and I'm sure you can hunt stories like these down on the internet. I, I just have heard it to my face that, uh, you know, just said, I'm going to go for a breast augmentation. I want larger breasts. And they did. And they went, you know, what they wanted at the time. And they thought, you know, the larger would be better. And a year, two years, three years later, all these different problems. And they regretted it. And then they went and either had them completely removed or changed with smaller ones or different cases and things. So it's that sort of uh, long-term thought process is really what I'm trying to strive home with life-altering changes, things like that. And uh, for me, part of, I mean, I said this earlier, but part of my acceptance with myself, aside from being, you know, except, yes, I am a woman with a penis. That's me. That's who I am. And in learning to come to terms with that, I realized that being essentially a trans woman and put all the connotations and slang terms from the history of the word and term behind it. And I'm talking, you know, uh, I, and I don't say these in offense. I'm just listing a list of words, uh, uh, transvestite, tranny, uh, shemale, he, she, uh, lady boy, girl with a dick, you know, I mean, she cock. I, I don't, there's so many things I've seen out there in my life. Um, Whatever term you want to describe it as, a hybrid, third gender, uh, there's other, I mean, if you go into different realms out there, I've heard of, I don't really know a lot about, but there are different cultures that embraced the individuals that were, you know, bi-gender, two genders, blending of the genders and things, and... When I, I, I've never looked into it, and I'm sure I probably should, but ever since I heard that, which was probably in the last 10 years, I, I realized that we're special. We're unique. We are that special bloom that only happens every, you know few years or something like that you know we're we're that anomaly and that makes us that makes me feel amazing and awesome and powerful and yeah there are things we got to go to (laughs) go around behind it to deal with it you know i mean not everybody's going to fully totally accept us and i get that but for those that do it's a very empowering thing and i like it I most definitely do. All right, with that, Phaedra D and the Delicious Divas, take us into the next segment, won't you? 
Transgender 30-Day Challenge or 30-Episode Challenge. Question 18. How do you feel about the trans laws where you live? Right now, at the time that I'm recording this and the time that this is being published and all that, there are so many different changes happening regarding transgender people that if I spend any length of time on it, come six months, it's going to be totally moot and invalid or a year or something. So I don't want to waste that energy. Plus... I do know my rights. I'm not well adverse on the, the the ins and outs of all laws, specifically regarding trans or not even. But living in California, I know that we are very progressive. We are very uh, accepting and understanding of trans people. I have yet to receive any sort of negative experience dealing with you know professionals that would be in the medical field or in the in the convenience store, the grocery store, you know, places like that. I I personally have had no issues. I feel very blessed to live in a state like this. So, I don't really have a lot to say on trans laws, mostly cuz I'm not versed. I I I'm horrible in that sense. I I at this point in time I don't have time to to you know follow a lot of different things my wife usually does and uh she's the one that keeps me versed on things so uh this section may be lacking but that's that's the honest answer right there i know that i have a lot of rights as a trans person i have this certain uh medical coverage i have the rights to use the bathroom yes that is up to debate for debate at this moment in time but you close your eyes and things will change. It's, you know, it's one of those sorts of things. And again, in the podcast world, I, I, I want this, my show to be for a little more longevity than really specifically topical right now. So California's awesome as of 2015 <laughs> and we're, and we're working towards, uh, better things. So that's what I have to say about this. If you have any questions or comments about the third, the transgender 30 day challenge, send them my way at changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Also, I'd like to know from you what you would like to take the place of the 30 day challenge. What should fill this section of time on the show? Let me know. Same email address. Okay, thank you, Phaedra D, for that lovely interlude music. I appreciate it. Okay, now, secondary topic this episode. Uh, usually I try to keep it upbeat, but this is something that crossed my mind, and I went, hey, I want to bring this up. I'm going to talk about this. And this was my just thought process of understanding and digesting the term cross-dresser versus the term, or terms, you might say, gender fluid, gender queer. Uh, because outwardly, when you do not talk to the individual to get their own perspective, uh, understanding their own individual identity, okay? So this is not an attack on anyone. This is just the outside world looking in. When you see somebody that is gender fluid, gender queer, or cross-dressing, they kind of all look the same. Because a woman's dressing like a man, a man is dressing like a woman. Excuse me, I'm sorry. You know, somebody born with male genitalia is dressing like a, a person of the feminine gender. Someone that's born with a vagina is dressing in that of a masculine gender. And you know, some are more extreme than others. Some are subtle. Some are not. 
Some are extreme, we'll say, in the sense of how they look, you know, makeup and maybe certain, in a trans woman, maybe maybe she's really bringing attention to her chest. Yeah. In in a trans man, maybe they're bringing attention to their forearms or, you know, legs or something. I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. But to the outside person without looking at a person, without looking at a person, excuse me, to the outside person looking into these people wearing different clothes than they should, quote-unquote, to them, that answer could be cross-dresser, genderqueer, genderfluid, or transgender. Well, transgender is transgender. It's an uh, umbrella term. But uh, transsexual or transvestite, uh, you know, trans woman sort of thing. You know, that so many different labels from the outside looking in. So how <laughs> are we going to differentiate things? How is there going to be a differentiation of who's what when the outside world may not know? That's, it's just something, something to think of, something to think of. And, and just the term how crossdresser has changed because I remember when I first heard it, it was the simple answer of someone wearing the clothing of the opposite gender. So that's a plain and simple answer. Then, and, oh, and then I think it said usually male wearing female or something like that. Female clothing, woman, woman clothing. Then as, as time progressed and the definition changed, it became more of a sexualized uh, uh, fetish sort of connotation to the definition. Someone who, you know, focuses in on one specific piece of clothing. Sometimes the entire outfit is that piece of clothing, like a maid's uniform or a 1950s housewife or something like that. It's the entire look versus other people. It's just nylons or underwear or bra or makeup, you know, whatever. Um, but there always seems to be some sort of sexual uh, energy driving the word cross-dresser. Whereas with gender fluid, gender queer, you don't really get that. You just get somebody that likes to express as one way or the other depending on how they feel. And I think that's really cool that the definition has changed. But as I mentioned a moment ago, to the layperson, someone who thinks someone who dresses in clothing other than, you know, opposite their birth gender, to the layperson who thinks cross-dressers, you know, are those types of people, they're not going to know that somebody's just gender fluid, gender queer right now. In 10 years? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. Pretty sure. But right now, not so much. Just one of my weird observations, you know, through life. Now, the thing that, that, that I, the question that comes to my mind regarding, you know, uh, people who, who are calling themselves right now gender fluid, gender queer, where, you know, one day they choose to be, you know, masculine, the other day they choose to be feminine, which is totally cool by me. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But to the person that is not aware that that's your thing that you can that you are blessed with that spirit as i was talking about earlier if that's your uniqueness that's great but without letting people know that you can be both if you just show up one day as something else without uh, well i shouldn't say without warning but it can be offsetting because because that that person is switching gears and trying to approach you with the correct pronoun or you know some people have different names and things whatever the change is you know what i mean so so that's where i come in with my confusion it's like oh geez okay well okay i'm sorry i called you a girl because yesterday you're dressed as a girl but now you got you know suit and tie on so uh, hold excuse me sir just a moment you know it's it's just one of those things so that's my thing with the gender fluid gender queer uh concept there but uh, what I'm really looking forward to is where the definitions and the people who say, yes, I am, you know, fill in whatever it is, gender fluid, gender queer, cross-dresser, transgender, trans woman, transsexual, transvestite, you know, whatever you choose, as that becomes more declared, I think the individual definitions are going to really, really shine through 
and kind of redefine themselves. But that's just my thing. And speaking of cross-dressing and things like that, just FYI, I never cross-dressed at Halloween, like, that seems to be a typical thing amongst trans women. I never wanted to because, well, one, I was scared that people would say, oh, look at you dressed like a girl. Oh, you're a girl. You know, and that ridicule back in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. But also because, I, and I can realize this now, I didn't know it at the time, that putting it on as a costume for Halloween was belittling to the woman that I am. And it's, it, it kind of makes sense now. Because putting on a costume and looking like whoever, or just a girl, or, you know, whatever, for Halloween, was just going to be the, just that, a costume. Oh, he is dressed up like a girl. And that's not, that's not, that's not me. So now it makes more sense why I didn't do that. Listener feedback. Here we go. Here we go, listener feedback. So the first listener feedback comes to, from uh, listener Sarah H. And it was a Facebook post that she made on on a Friday. I, the only reason I know it's a Friday is because I posted an episode. Okay? <laughs> but uh, she, uh, she commented on that post and said, just discovered your podcast last week. I'm currently in the process of binge listening from the start, currently at episode 18 now. So that was, I don't know, probably oh, about a week ago now. I really enjoy listening to your journey through transition. As a 41-year-old trans woman, about a year into my transition, I can relate to many of your experiences. I am looking forward to listening to many more episodes. And I replied right away, so Sarah, I know you're not hanging on to this, but Sarah, thank you so much for so many things. One, listening. Hmm. Two, posting on the Facebook page and sharing the fact that you are basically in the same boat as myself. 41, I'm 42, so a year difference. At this age, what does it really fucking matter? <laughs> right? Let's call it as it is, girl. And... <laughs> And so, so here we are, you know, two essentially strangers brought together through the internet by the common thread of being transgender women. I love it. And I love the fact that you're listening and the fact that you shared. So thank you so much. I hope you get through to this episode. You're, you probably will, considering you're, you were more than halfway through. And so thank you for listening and thank you for saying so much. All right, this next listener feedback, well, not really listener feedback. It's just to catch you guys up on the Stitcher game I've been playing every few episodes. Okay. I don't have what we were when we last left off, but as of, we, I knew it was in like the 8,000, 9,000 range. And in the past, we usually kind of float around the 5,000 range, a little lower than that, a little higher than that, but usually no higher than, oh, about 4,300 as far as the Stitcher ranking goes. Well, I am so excited. On the 13th of April, we ranked 3,400. Yes. Huzzah, huzzah. And then on the 22nd of April, we dropped back down to 3,425. Yeah, whatever. I'm happy to be up in the 3000s, so Stitcher listeners, thank you so much for listening and doing what you got to do on Stitcher, the thumbs up and the commenting and all that to make us look good. So thank you. Now, I, I, well, since we're on the Stitcher thing, please know that I have absolutely nothing against Stitcher because Stitcher is bringing my show to you, Stitcher listeners. I get it. It's awesome. And... Stitcher was actually just kind of purchased by some other big company from Europe, from the, my brief memory. You have to look that up on the internets. And so they're still in the process of merging and, you know, becoming more. All right. So I get that. And that's cool. 
but they're bringing listeners to me. So that's where you come in, and that's awesome. But, and I use Stitcher too. I do. I do. As a quality control and, you know, check up on the show, I listen to Stitcher. Once in a while, not all the time. But that's, you know, as a producer, that's what you got to do. Quality control. And I use it to listen to a couple other shows. But I prefer not to use Stitcher because, and this is the number one reason why people love Stitcher, so it's a dilemma. I get it. They flatten the audio. They make a smaller file than the the file size that I put out to you guys. And they change the sound. They flatten the sound. It's not as rich. It's no, not stereophonic. It, it, it's just not there. So anytime I play songs, that's probably the most, most important time I would say, please go find another way to listen to it, like Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com or iTunes, only because you'll have the full richness of the stereo sound of, uh, of the song. You know, you'll enjoy the song as it should be heard. That's all. And if I put any sound effects in and, and uh, we all, you know, play around with the left channel or the right channel, you know, things like that, you'll miss. But if, if you really want to go back and hear them, go to uh, the, the website or iTunes and they have it there and it's there streaming stereo. this music in a while i don't know if anybody really remembers it i've only used it once before and that was during the uh oh i lost her name right now uh leela 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 i i i uh, alcorn I, I i lost the name but you know who i mean that was the last time i used this section this this area well i'm gonna use it this episode for the uh bruce jenner uh coming out big brouhaha thing now i will admit i haven't had a chance to watch the entire episode or the the entire you know show but i have seen a number of the clips and i remember bruce and and i'm not going to talk about him coming out or anything like that they're good for him i'm glad he's starting that process that journey or continuing it because it's been you know he started it however long ago and I'm glad that he's continuing it and that he's using this as, as, a, as a vehicle to, to hopefully put transgender people in a better light. In the past, I've always respected him because I remember as a child, right around the 1984 Olympics, maybe a little bit, maybe the uh, 70, uh, I guess the 80 Olympics, he could also be the 76, but... And I remember when he, sometime, he went on some show as a walk-on guest appearance, something to you know some show like Silver Spoons, or uh, Different Strokes, or Facts of Life, or not Punky Brewster or anything like that, but some one of those shows at the late seventies, early eighties, mid eighties thing. And he was Bruce Jenner, the Olympic star. That's that's what he was portraying. And, you know, he had a message, you know, stay in school, don't do drugs, whatever it is. Um, It may have even been a thing about dyslexia. I don't remember. (laughs) It was so long ago. But I remember enough that it was him that came out to do, came out, (laughs) that stepped out onto that, you know, soundstage on that show to speak of whatever he was speaking of. And he's always tried to be, you know, in the, the positive light of things. Now, I don't know the whole Kardashian deal because I don't deal with I just don't care. I know he was married to it, but his other than that, I don't know. And I don't really care. Going forward, what do I think he's going to do with, uh, you know, this this staff of, you know, transgender that he's going to be carrying around now and publicly showing transition? It'll be interesting. It really will be interesting to sit and observe. But I want to let I want, I want to let you guys know that I really do think it's going to be in the positive light, and the whole thing about waiting until Diane Sawyer, even with all the speculations, hey, he's following the money. He's a trans woman. She's a trans woman. Follow the money. Needs money to take care of things. I'm sure all my trans friends out there will completely understand. Um. Did I think it was correct in the way that it, that it happened? No, they, they beefed it up with the media t- 
television land Hollywood beef tri- beefed it up and re- really made more of a spectacle of it than they should have. But it's Hollywood, and you, you got to realize that's what they do. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it indifferent? Yes, all of the above. And that's why it is what it is. However, I do have a feeling deep down that he, she, will do her best to not make a mockery of it all, let's say, or or an obscene spectacle. And of course, you know, you never know with Hollywood, you gotta go where the money is, but I don't think it's going to be a uh, mockery of, of anything. So, and that's really all I wanted to say about the Bruce Jenner thing. Congratulations, you know, hope he, she finds the, the true happiness that she's been running from, hiding from, and God bless. Phaedra D's bringing in the closing music. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's a clue. Let's get out of here. Next episode. Let's see. What are we going to do next episode? Next episode. I've titled it The Woe Man in the Mirror. And there's a lot of little things about that. It's, you know, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Woman? Man? Both? We'll talk about that. And I'm always looking for topics. So you got a question, you got something you want me to look at, check out, send it my way, send it my way, and I will see what I can do. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. <laughs> Stay crazy, everyone. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, First, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Time for outtakes. All right, in last week's episode, we... did I think now we're going to move on to the next segment. How about that, Phaedra D? Am I back? Is there an echo? Delay. Damn it. Uh, And on that note, I think we're done with this segment. Phaedra D and the Delicious Divas. Delicious Divas. Do I even know? It is Delicious Divas. I was right. (laughs) I'm tired.
if you have any comments or anything about the question, the the 30-day question, blah. If you have any questions or comments about the 30-day question, send, and blah, blah. I really enjoy listening to your journey through, through, I really enjoy listening to, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for listening, and please remember.